Welcome to another episode of Live at the motherfucking family bar. No, at the family barbecue. What's happening? Hey. Happy New Year's to all. It's our first episode back. And I figured, you know, there's no better day to start than Black History Month. Hey. How you been doing, man? Since the last time we spoke, you've had a birthday. Damn. I've had a birthday. It's been New Year's. It's been going. How's the first month? Niggas definitely had COVID. I forgot about that. (laughs) You know, started the New Year's off with COVID, but... Uh, you know, it, it was gone in time for my birthday and in time for mom's birthday. So that was nice. I cannot complain. Did my first um, speaking role this past weekend. So I'm I'm kind of on cloud nine. Like, you know. How was the speaking role? How was that? Like, what does that feeling feel like when you've been working for X amount of years to get this speaking role that you talked about, not this one specifically, but just in general to get a speaking role. And, you know, it finally comes through. What is that feeling like? Um, uh, like literally probably <laughs> the best, the best feeling in the world. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Cause like, of course with acting, like nine times out of 10, you're on set for like, a long time. Like, I think each day we shot, it was at least, like, 12 hours or more, depending on, like, the scene and stuff. So we're on set for, like, a good amount of time. But I said that to say that, like, my, like, me having that speaking role, like, I, I could have been on set for 24 hours and I wouldn't have cared. Like, it was just, it just made me feel that, like, like, I'm that girl. Like, out of all the people... That audition, out of all the, like, things that got sent in, out of all the people they saw, they saw something in me. And, like, everybody that they chose that day could say the same thing, you know? Like, it's like there was something about me. Like, they were like, yeah, we we want you. (laughs) And that, that was It's a great feeling. Yeah, because I've been at it, like, three years, probably. Well, going on three years acting in no speaking room. If you had to pick. Does that speak more so to the environment that they created on set and the, uh, I guess, great movie, or I guess you're fit for the movie, mm-hmm. or do you think it speaks more towards, damn, this is really what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I finally got it, and this is what it feels like. This is the feel. Like you said, you could have worked there for 24 hours, mm-hmm. or is it a combination of both? I think, wait, what was the question? <laughs> so it was like, because you said it was such a great experience. Uh-huh. And oh, that breakthrough, saying, yeah, that uh-huh. breakthrough. Like and you what said, made it such a good experience? Yeah, was it like the environment and the movie and the role? Or is it like you really found out? Was this the moment you really found out this is what I'm supposed to be doing? I think I, I knew that this was what I was supposed to be doing before the speaking role, you know what I mean? Because everything up until this point has been like, you know, non-speaking roles, but I've still been on set. I've still been around the main people. I've still, you know, had the full days mm-hmm. just not speaking. So even me being on set for those things, I still knew this was exactly what I wanted to do. So I already knew that, but I think that it was just like perfect timing. I think um, God aligned it for me to have this role at this time. Like, everything happened, like, how I was supposed to for a reason. Because even the character, like, she's just like, 
not ditzy, but just like very like cutesy, like just like loves her friends, just wants everybody to have a good time. And I feel like me, like Imani aligned with the character a lot. And I feel like that's pretty like, that's pretty awesome for mm. like my first speaking role because it's just like, it's a little nerve wracking. So when you know you could just like fully be yourself and yeah. like you don't have to, like it takes away a little bit of the like, Ugh. but yeah, I just think it was just like the crew, amazing. The cast, amazing. My character aligned. Like it was just like You make me shed a thug tear. Don't quit your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. Don't quit. No, I think that's the great thing about going forward is like it could be the worst run you might think you could be having like a week, month, months, a year. And then when that one thing happens, it's like, okay, this is worth it. I'm not all the way there yet, but it's definitely worth it. And I think that's why I always preach. It's like persistence. Like if you love it, stick with it, period. Like just for that feeling that you just got. And, you know, just imagine what it's going to be like, you know, the next step up the ladder. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we all fighting for and whatever our passions are. It's like, you know, can I get to that next high point? Hell yeah. Damn. Mm -hmm. I was going to talk about Black History Month. I think we should say the Black History Month for the end. We can. All right. But shout out to Black History Month. But shout out. At least we acknowledge. Shout out to all my Africans for real. I'm really excited for the first thing we're talking about. Yeah, I was going to let you just, yeah, you could lead the, lead the way. I have been a diehard Rihanna fan for I don't know how long. Like, I literally cut my hair in high school based off her haircut. Like, chopped all my hair off. Okay? I remember that face. You remember that? Like it's been it's it's been real for a long time, and news broke yesterday that my girl is pregnant. Ooh. Me and the rest of the fellas I'm around sorry. the world was it was a sad day for us. Oh, shut up! No, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. There has to be some type of like <laughs> like a word for people who like are genuinely happy for people that, like, they don't know and, like, don't even know they exist. It's called but a stand. I'm, is that what it is? Yeah. That's fine. I'm so excited for her. <laughs> I'm so happy for her. And also, too, ladies, like, Rihanna has, has, you know, she's pregnant, she's having a baby, so it is now okay for the rest of us, too. Where did that come from? Because I've been seeing everybody post that. Rihanna had a baby, now it's cool. Like, we can all do it. Like, what, what's this community... <laughs> Like, movement towards getting pregnant now that Rihanna's having a baby. I'm confused. I mean, honestly, I was, like, halfway joking because I've been seeing it, too. <laughs> That's like, why I said it. I've been seeing it, too. But, I mean, I just feel like... I think, for me, it, it's kind of just, like, the age thing because I think Rihanna's going to be, like, 34 this month. Oh, her birthday's in February. Uh-huh, yeah, mm -hmm. her birthday's in February. So I, I'm pretty sure she's going to be 34 this month. And then, for me, I just feel like there's just such a, like stupid like stigma around like women like having babies like before 30 and oh my god like you're gonna die mm -hmm. so i'm just happy like that she is happy and healthy and like living her like you just can't like base your pregnancy or when you want to do like you can't you can't rush or plan things like that and i i absolutely think she did not because i even think she dated asap rocky like a, a while ago and i think they broke up and oh i didn't know that yeah, they broke up, did other people, and then got back together. And then now they're, you know, bringing a child into the world. So that clearly wasn't planned. You know what I mean? So it's just like, 
I think when I say that, like, okay, Rihanna did it, so it's fine, guys. Like, I'm just talking about, like, all right, let's shut up with the age stuff. Like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, you know, moments of silence are usually for sad times. So why don't we have a moment of respect for some black love real quick? For some black love. Black love. Shout out to black love, Shout man. It happened. I really, no, I, I agree with you. Though. It really looks like they happy too, man. Like, and I, like you said, I didn't know they had broke up before and got back together. But I know they was at least dating like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. at least from what people was talking about. So that's yeah. good, man. I'm excited for him. Rocky is one of my... Uh, favorite artists is like far as like new people and stuff mm-hmm. like his fashion sense and you know things like that they say he think he the pretty nigga in the relationship he the pretty one <laughs> i can see him thinking that i can see that's him his brand that. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah just you know he's confident hey look so here's my question so with that being said she's pregnant now i'm pretty sure they they might be married already they might be getting ready to get married who knows does that mean it's over for y'all? Like, it's no more Rihanna music coming out? Like, it's. I'm gonna check yes in that box. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like. I just. I just don't think she cares. Like, I just, I just don't think she cares. When did her last one come out? I think I saw it was like six or seven years ago. Damn. Because I was about to say. I think she's going to step into, like, the Sade phase of her career mm-hmm. where she starts dropping albums maybe, like, five, six, seven years apart from each other. But if it's already been seven years, yeah. And she's having a baby this year? Uh, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, no. So it might be a good 2028, y'all get an album. She's going to make it, like, a 10-year... In here. It's been a decade. It's my last one, so let me just. Hey, ASAP Rocky finna be happy as shit in his music, though. <laughs> you know he finna be in there for real. So shout out to them, though, man. Shout out to them. I gotta. Figure, I don't know who's next for us, man. Like everybody was like, it was like who gonna get Rihanna? So who's the next person? Next person, what? Like that? Everybody just gonna be wondering, like, when she getting pregnant? I don't know if there's anybody culturally that's, like, up there with her. You know what I'm saying? Not like, really. Like, it was Beyonce. You know, it was Beyonce, Rihanna. Then Nicki Minaj was kind of, like, a big yeah, one, Yeah, yeah, Nicki. I feel like Kim was in there, too, for a while. Um, yeah, I don't really, like, I don't know. I don't want to say it. Is it Lori? Lori Harvey? <laughs> Lori Harvey? Mm. <laughs> no. Beautiful couple, but I just don't think that no way. nobody. It's, I don't think anyone cares. Right, as much as like right, right. The, cult, the cultural impact definitely ain't there. She just, it's just a beautiful couple, like you said. They're just both very attractive. So you know, uh, this show is shot by you know Los Angeles natives. Shout out to Hidden Jewels Media squad. one time. Squad. So I guess this question should be for them. Super Bowl is coming. How many niggas finna get robbed over the next two weeks? Dang! Hey, wait a minute. I didn't know he was gonna say that. No, I'm just playing. I heard game and they was talking. You know, like you know the the crime and stuff. You know everybody been getting robbed. Like they've been saying, like the last few months and stuff like that. So who was it? I think it was Game, G Perico. A lot of them was saying, like, yeah, don't come to L.A. It was like the Super Bowl weekend, man. Everybody coming to L.A. now. So be safe. Be safe, ladies and gentlemen. When was the last Super Bowl here? It's been a long time. I think they said it was like maybe the 80s or something like that. Because they just brought the NFL back here. Because they usually host it at NFL stadiums. 
So it's pretty cool for them, though. I'm going to be interested to see with all this media attention here, because there's going to be everything. Matter of fact, uh, that's what I meant to say, too. So they're setting up a... uh, a Super Bowl experience right down the street from us at the Los Angeles Convention Center mm-hmm. for everybody who wants to enjoy the Super Bowl because those tickets are going to be about $10,000 a pop. You can do the Super Bowl experience at the Los Angeles Convention Center for $20 or $40. So you can still feel important and a part of the weekend. Mm. So that should be fun. I'm sure there'll be a lot of celebrities there and stuff like that. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see with all... The attention coming here, the parties and, you know, media and everything. How the homeless situation is put on display. Like, because we are are dealt with. I mean, because uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor, yeah, governor, he was here last Sunday for the game. And I was like, I can only imagine. Because they were saying, like, he hadn't been down here to check on, like, the homeless situation, how crazy it's been, like really since the pandemic started, because that's when they said it really, really, really started getting bad. He hadn't been down here since then. So it was kind of interesting to see him down here for the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. last week. But I think he had got here earlier in the week, because I'm not sure if you heard, but I I think I told you, but uh, one, who was it? She was a grad student for UCLA who died. She got killed by a homeless person. This all happened like within like the last two weeks. I don't think I knew that. So she was a grad student. She was working at a furniture store on La Brea. Oh, I did see. I saw that, but uh huh. Yeah, she died, and then it was a lady not too far from us. She was a seventy-year-old woman at the bus station waiting to go to work. She was a nurse, and she got punched by some homeless person, and she ended up dying. So it was like two big uh, events, I guess that I would say mm-hmm. that happened. And um, everybody was like, okay, now he's coming down here. It's like, you know, wait for people to die, you know, from this. You got these people dealing with mental health issues and things like that, and you haven't been down here since. Right. Or figured out a real plan to deal with it. So now with arguably one of the biggest American holidays, the Super Bowl, I'm very interested to see how that's handled. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because it's, it's been bad for a while. We've been here for almost two years downtown, and it's been just what we've seen. It's been pretty bad. So it has, it has, and uh, yeah, it has to change. This is so crazy going everywhere else. Like I was just in D.C. for the, like the last five days. Like they got homeless people, but they don't got homeless people. It's like it don't be nobody outside like that. Like, mm-hmm. the tents, like, the way we got it here is just, like, incredible. Granted, you know, with the weather and stuff like that, you can't be homeless out there like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's just, like, the mass number of people. Like, even during the daytime when it's not cold out, it's like you could tell the numbers not equal at all. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So let's go, you know, let's get into another person. I think she is the host of the view. Someone told me Whoopi Goldberg is a top five female actress of all time. How do you feel about that? Uh, no. <laughs> Still, um, I didn't know how many people was really ready to argue me down about this. It wasn't a lot of people, but it was two friends. And I was like, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, top five female actress of all time. I was like. Top five. I mean, teach their own. I think she's good. But when I think of, like, the top five 
actresses of all time. I don't know who you put in there. I'm definitely putting Angela Bassett in there. Um, Angela Bassett, Meryl Streep for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Meryl for sure. Viola top five? I actually would put Viola. Viola top five. Uh, What's that leave? Two? Ooh, I have to think about that. I honestly have to think about that. I just know Whoopi's not in it for me. <laughs> like, no, no like, disrespect no, no to Whoopi. No disrespect, but I just know it's not her. But I, I'd have to like really right. Think you got the. About it. I mean, I don't. I'm just throwing people out. So you got the Tarajis of the world. Mm-hmm. You got uh, I forgot who's the other older white lady. Not Meryl Streep. Older white lady. Yeah, she's an older white lady. Here, Betty White top five, my nigga. What's up? Nah. Rest Betty in White peace. Rest in girl. peace to Betty White. <laughs> she was that girl. Yeah, I had to think about that, but yeah, absolutely not. Oh yeah, her and Sydney Portier passed since the last time we had an episode. Yeah. Shout out to two legends. Yeah. Sydney and Betty White. Portier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, to oh, on to Whoopi. So Whoopi, I guess, on the View has said something about the Holocaust, where she basically said um, the Holocaust wasn't an issue of race. It was an issue of inhumanity uh, amongst men. Mm-hmm. And she had basically said that was because, um, you know, for some of the Jewish people and the German people, you couldn't tell the difference between them mm-hmm. just based off skin color. So that's right, what right. she was basing it off of. Right. It wasn't her saying it wasn't a, you know, a crazy act or it wasn't a, uh, you know, horrible, horrific experience for those people and a genocide. She just said it wasn't an issue of race. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she got a lot of backlash about that. She said she didn't want to fake apologize, but she did want people to know that, you know, she didn't mean anything by it as far as, you know, being insensitive towards it and whatnot. Um, so, I don't know. In this situation, I feel like it's another case of, and I, I know we'll get to the other ones too, Joe Rogan and them later, but it's another case of, not being able to have a dialogue, I feel like, without being judged. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you got to be able to have open conversation with folks. If you're going to bring up the topic, you probably should have people there who can uh, relate to the experience or are part of the experience so you can have an open conversation. I think you got to judge people off intent and, uh, you know, teach it as a learning experience and learning moments. Um, but, you know, to jump the gun and say, you know, motherfuckers don't care or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, she should be off the show or cancel, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a little little wild. I think we got to be able to have open dialogue about it. Yeah. And I think two things can be true. I think um, in terms of what she was saying, she didn't think it was a thing of uh, racism, but she did say it was inhumane, mm-hmm. you know, which racism is inhumane. Sexism is inhumane, uh, homophobia, ageism, whatever it is, all of those acts are inhumane. So I feel like the root of what she was saying was, yeah, like this was a horrible act. She just didn't think it was racism. So it's like even with um, something like, I don't know if y'all seen that movie, Hotel Rwanda back in the day, where it's like the Hutus and the Tutsis. So it's like we're all black and it's genocide, you know what I'm saying? Like some people might be able to tell straight up, okay, he Hutu, he Tutsi. You know, but is that technically a problem with race or is that, like they said, it's inhumanity? You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, it can't just be 
or it may not just be, at least from my perspective, that it's just off of skin color. You know, mm-hmm. something deeper than that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what she was getting at with it. And, um, you know, I think I respect her right to be able to say what she's saying and be corrected. You know what I'm saying? If people, if they feel like it is a thing of race, then they should be able to come up there and defend it and say that's what it is. That's how they feel about it. That was their experience. Yeah. But uh, she should also be able to say, you know, this is what I thought it was. And, you know, thank yeah. you for correcting me. You know what I'm saying? I guess it could be considered that. So yeah. my thing, I don't know. I just feel like it's heading to a point where. You can't even be wrong, like, no more. Like, I think that's one of the beautiful things about being able to have conversation is that you got the right to be wrong. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Just based off your experiences, you might not have the perfect uh, analysis of a situation. But if I'm sitting with you, you know what I'm saying, and you telling me about the plight of black models or something like that, and it's something I haven't dealt with, but I feel it's something, I may not be able to speak completely from that perspective. But having someone like you there to say, no, this is what really happens, da 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 mm-hmm. you know, it just helps for a conversation. You know, it's, it's part of education. So that's what I think. I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I just think that it, um, I definitely don't think she meant any harm by it. And it's a teachable moment for people who um, identify, you know, as Jewish. Because I think that was obviously the community that was kind of like probably most upset with her about it. I definitely think it's a teachable moment. And like you said, I just don't think she meant any ill will Yeah. in the statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. I'm bringing a flash water in here next time because this yeah. gnat, I don't know what's going on. If people was eating it here or what. Get it. But the gnat has to go. Uh, so another quick one. We'll touch on it quickly, and then we'll head to Joe Rogan. That's the one I'm kind of excited about. We'll keep it real. But Joe Rogan, not Joe Rogan, Ted Cruz, who is, I forgot his position, man. I don't know. I'll be getting these guys mixed up. But Senator Ted Cruz, my bad, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas said uh, in a statement, we're just paraphrasing. You guys can go check out the whole thing. But he says it's it's offensive and an insult that Biden pledged to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. That's the headline. And just to give it a little bit of context, um, from what I have read and what I've seen, it wasn't him saying a black woman should not be a Supreme Court, was it Supreme Court justice? Mm-hmm. But uh, more so, um, you need to make sure it's the most qualified candidate for the job, mm-hmm. regardless of who it is, whether it's her or if it's somebody else, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a situation with the country where we're dealing with dead and all types, you know, it's all types of stuff we're in the air with, you know what I'm saying? So it's, a, it's an important time uh, for leadership and making the right choices. So I guess he was more so saying, if it is a black woman, make sure she's the most qualified for the job. If it's a white man, make sure he's the most qualified for the job. White woman, just make sure whoever it is, it's the most qualified person for the job. Mm -hmm. But I guess he was saying, you know, from Biden putting that out there from the onset, uh, it makes it seem like, you know, anybody else who may be... um, I guess not eligible, but qualify for the job uh, will be looked over even if they are maybe or could be the better person for the job. So I think he was saying it's just like a, a thing where, you know, maybe even if that was what he wanted to do, 
um, to give validity to the process, that's something that should be between him and the people who making the decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Yeah, so I think that's what he was saying. They tried to kind of twist it around a little bit, and um, you know, I agree with that because I think it's, I think it's, I think it's plenty of black women who are. I mean, I'm not big on politics, but I'm sure it is plenty of black women who are more overly qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. And I sure most of them will want to know it's because I deserved it, yeah. you know, more than it was given to me. You know, we got Kamala in there right now. You know, yeah. she earned the job. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know. Black folks don't need no handouts. That's that's kind of how I be looking at. It. Like we, you don't got to tell us that from the jump. Mm-hmm. Like if we do most qualified for the job, we need to get it. Like period. Whoever it is, you know what I'm saying. And if someone beat me out for it, like let me come back and be better for it the next time. You know what I'm saying. Like I think that's just part of, you know, competition and being and bringing out the best version of yourself. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it's like that with you too. Even with. Um, you know, acting jobs or things like that. Like, if it, you don't get something, you know, regardless, you know, we all know it's like prejudices in all of our fields. We know that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's something that comes with not getting it makes us go even harder for it. It's like, how can I network better? How can I present this better? How can I say this line or hit these punchlines or improv better? Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where they can't deny me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's just what I think of it. But it will be interesting yeah. to see see who gets picked. You should run. Should run Y'all should run, actually. Run what? For Supreme Court justice. Biden said it's going to be a black woman. We need someone in there we know. Someone that doesn't know anything about what's going on. That's who you want in there? Cause... I'm just saying if y'all ran, I vote for it. Hey, Kanye running for president again? Child. That's another story, child. But no, I, I won't be running for black women who do. Shout out to the black woman, man, on this Black History Month. Shout out to black women on Black History Month. Viola Davis would be a great person to play whoever gets the job, though. <laughs> hey, I love, I do love Viola Davis. I do love Viola Davis. She definitely in my top five. I got I to gotta round the rest of that one out. Like I wanted to say... I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a strong top three. Angela Bassett, Meryl Streep, and Viola Davis. But Whoopi in there. I don't think, like, Whoopi not in there for, because I I had, when I had this conversation, I had a top five, but I just don't remember. Because, like I said, like, Taraji's ill. I don't know. It's a bunch of people who good. I don't know. I don't know. Possibility. You should come up with it for the next one. I will. That'll, uh, I will. I'll, I'll know by then for sure. All right, so our last story before we get to Black History Month. Probably the podcast god, Joe Rogan. You never heard one of his? Yeah, well, he's something like, I mean, I think he's the most, not Mike, he is, he's like the most viewed podcast in the world. Like, I think, it's like crazy. Like, his numbers, I don't know, it's like 10 million followers per episode. I don't know, 10 million views per episode, some wild shit. So... He's one of the guys that kind of like started or blew up the whole, um, you know, I guess, genre, not a genre, but I guess the field of podcasting. Podcast. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, during this whole time, I've been listening to him the whole uh, pandemic. And one thing I say about him, he's one of those people who's just, he doesn't allow it to be an echo chamber of thought. Like, and what I mean by that, it's not going to be. 
He's not bringing on people who are going to say the exact same thing for every episode. He wants to get conflicting views from every So He wants to hear from, say, the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What's the validity of each of your statements? Why do you think this is true? Doctors who believe more so in it and then ones who may not. Mm-hmm. So the thing now is that I guess uh, it's been a lot of uproar because Spotify, I think, is the main distributor or the only distributor of his podcast. So um, some artists have started taking down their music to boycott him spreading uh, information about COVID that might not be true. Mm. So his thing was, look, um, I'll get more people on here that, you know, maybe like right after he said, because he does his own, you know, similar to us, like he does his own scheduling. So it might not be an anti-vaxxer and then a vaxxer pro person right after each other. Mm-hmm. The vaxxer pro person might come two weeks later. So he said, you know, maybe I could do a better job of getting those people lined up after each other for interviews so you can have the information right after each other. He said, but anything he does, you know, he tries to correct it. He tries to base it in facts. He brings in doctors, people who know way more than him. Mm-hmm. He says, so, um, you know, it's a little bit, you know, wild that, you know, people don't want to be able to have these conversations, you know, based on how much information changes. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of pointing out, like, even a few years ago where they were saying, like, people would have got canceled two years ago in 2020 if they said that cloth masks don't work. Mm-hmm. But now, two years later, we know cloth masks really don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, like saying like that. Or a year ago when people were saying, if you get the vaccination, you won't get COVID. Mm-hmm. And now we know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what he was speaking to. He's like, you got to be able to hear both sides of the perspective. And if it's just like, I'm not going with exactly what you're saying the day it comes out. And that information should be taken off. Like, you're doing all of us a disservice because information constantly changes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it's, like, the same thing, like, we was talking about before with, like, you know, free speech and being able to have conversations. Like, it's important, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to talk to people who may not have the same viewpoints as you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you know exactly what he said that um, kind of sparked this, or was it? No, I think it was just, uh, I think it was just a list of, like I said, it was people. It wasn't just one thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't one people. It was like he bring people on that just was definitely against vaccination. And then it was like, you know, I remember he had listened to, I had, he had a good episode on there about the people who said, you know, that ivermectin, that drug is like really good for stopping COVID, et cetera. And people didn't like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just things like that. Like, you know, so, so even people who are out here saying like, okay, like I'm using natural medicines or herbs and stuff to get over my cold. Mm -hmm. Like to some people that would be considered radical. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, you know, you can't have these systems set up where everybody got to agree with each other. True. You know what I mean? So True. Uh, I think that's just it. Like it's protecting our freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? Being able to have an opinion. And, you know, that's what we're here for, to be able to dialogue and hopefully come to common ground in at least, you know, some type of ways. Yeah. I would hope everybody has somebody in their friend group that ain't just like a yes man <laughs> just agreeing with every single thing i, I just uh, people like that irk my nerves okay oh, yeah. and it's, it's different like sometimes you do just like generally agree with like yeah. you know like maybe you know y'all got that yeah but it's just like come on it is what it is you got somebody. any of those people in your uh, group chat that just 
go against the grain just on purpose, just to start a conversation. Yeah. We got a few of them in ours. It's just yeah. like, come on, nigga. Like, Definitely do. <laughs> Definitely do have that. Anyway, like just to do it on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah, I think it's important, man. Like you said, it even helps you with your talking points. It helps you develop, you know, um, you know, real confidence in what you got to say. So I think it's important. It's mm-hmm. definitely important. Agreed. What's your first, and sorry, closing topic, what's your first memories of Black History Month? My first memories of it? Yeah. Was it Ooh. at school? I low-key, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it definitely was at school. Just walking in the classroom, seeing it decorated with a whole bunch of beautiful black faces. I feel like that's like the, like out of all the cloudiness mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? That like I don't remember. I do like remember that. Just like yeah. everything being decorated, feeling celebrated. And then I remember feeling, I don't know, good. And like, it was like, because you did, you had those times too where it was just like, just talking about a whole bunch of slavery in the classroom. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. about to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, so real it was shit. definitely like, my memories of it are kind of like this, but mostly, mostly good though. I no, like real shit. I just always remember like the, uh, well, you have like your little Martin Luther King uh, celebration in January. And then you might have something for February, like a little Black History Month celebration. You know, they're bringing in African drums and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Rosa Parks in there. Hey, yeah, I used to be like, man. Yeah. I remember coming in there to class, though, and I'd be like, man. Nigga, I know my history ain't starting no damn slave shit. I was like, this fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's real. Like that was always the base yeah. of it. It's just like. It's always fucked up, especially when you know better. It's like, you know, because with dad and stuff like that, he'd be like, nah, I'm like, you know, it was kings and queens in Africa. Da, 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 da. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you go to school and it's like, slave shit. I was like, Slaves. damn. Slaves. Hey, I was slaves. Like, can't learn about nobody, no Massa Musa, no Nefertiti, or no type of shit. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely so, not. So yeah, that's like, definitely. Yeah, I feel you. It was like a balance for me. This wasn't a Black History Month thing, but you know what one of my funniest moments in school was that dealt with like black people. Mm. <laughs> what? Yo, I remember this one time we had walked in. This one we went to a Christian school, a Highlands Christian school. For like elementary school, and dad had took me to uh, to class, or he walked me in. I don't know. I was late. You know how we be. So I came in late, and then um, it was a picture on the wall, and then dad was like, "Yo, like, who is this?" And I was like, "Oh man, that's that's Jesus." <laughs> and it was a white picture. It was like a white. <laughs> it was a white. <laughs> it was a white portrait of Jesus. And it was, like, one that they had made. So it was, like, they drew it, they colored it, and all that. It wasn't like they had bought a picture. So he was like, oh, all right. He was like, I'm finna go talk to your principal, man. Go to class. Yo, I kid you not. The next day I came to school, Jesus was brown, yo. <laughs> they had recolored. They recolored Jesus, man, made him brown. I was like, yeah. I was like, Pop's a real nigga, for yeah. sure. For context, my <laughs> our father did not let me play with white baby dolls. Couldn't have a white baby doll. 
couldn't play with a white baby doll. All my baby dolls was black. And I remember people hearing nappy that. Nappy-headed black dolls. Man, I remember people hearing nappy that. Nappy is not like, a negative thing. Oh, my nappy God. Nappy is good. Your dad doesn't let you play with white dolls. Like, are you okay at home? And I'm just like, yeah, it's just. It's just my dad. That's just how he is. Oh, yeah. But I think it's important, like, even though it's Black History Month, we know you can't celebrate or fit black people into one month. Mm-hmm. It is important to see yourself. You know what I'm saying? A fact. It's definitely important to see yourself. And I think those two stories we just told, definitely, it, it, it means something. You know, it helps build up self-confidence in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important to have at least some time set to decide where you're going to talk about your contributions, so. Fuck with Black History Month, but we don't stop with the month. We celebrate black people through the year. Cheers to what Kanye said. Black future. Not even month. You remember when Always. Idris said that shit? When we, was you there? When we was at the, uh, when we did the Join the Skyline, he was like, no, nah, we need a black future month. I was like, I think my boy Kanye bit him. But they work together, so they, it's all good. We do remember that now that you say that. Yeah, yeah actually, did. I do. I can't wait to get my guy on here. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Black History Month. Man, learn something about yourself this month. Uh, I appreciate all you black women in here. Shout out to all the black queens. You're not going to say it back? All right, that's oh, fucked my up. Like, you see, this is what we got to deal with. That's shout what, that's what we got to deal with. They was ready to black let the show in. No, but... <laughs> You know, sometimes you just gotta celebrate the black woman without needing to be celebrated back all the time. You know what? That's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm gonna let you have that. And all I will say is, before I let you close it out, move forward in peace, tranquility, love, light. Underneath the sand, there are hidden jewels. And within those jewels, is knowledge pyramids black people's contributions that outnumber the stars in the universe Mm. love yourself Mm. and tell someone around you you love them I love you I love y'all that was beautiful me Ashe Ashe that was beautiful me you always got something. Hey, it was Black History Month. We had something. to start 2022 off, right? That's our first episode. Real talk. I agree. It's up to you now. It's up to you now. I will say this. It doesn't matter if you're across the street from a Whole Foods or a liquor store. It's always sunny in California. Hakuna Matata, niggas. Peace. Peace.